BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. That's all you need or from your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, disappointing night, obviously, at Chavez Ravine for the Padres. Just me as of now. Uh, late bail from Jim, who I believe is at a bar. So if you're on Twitter, uh, why don't you do this? Why don't you tweet at Jim Russell SD and say soft or give him a guilt trip and make him feel bad for skipping out because the Padres lost 8-1? If they won 8-1, would he be here? That's my question for Jim Russell tonight. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but you can, you can tag them if you want on Twitter, on social media, no Jim Russell, at least for the time being, uh, John Schaefer with you here on the wrap up show. Disappointing night for the Padres to start this three game series in LA as the Padres now fall 13 and a half games back in the national league West. So the wrap up show here on a Friday evening, will be with you for the next 45 minutes to an hour or so. As we always tell you, please subscribe. If you're a Padres fan, you got to subscribe. If you want to comment in the chat, you now need to subscribe as well. If you want to make sure I get your comment here tonight as a one-man band, please consider a super chat. You can uh, do a super chat by clicking the dollar sign down below in the chat. It is a great way to support this channel. You can hit the notification bell. As always, you'll be notified when we have new videos or when we go live. Smash the like button for me as well, even though the Padres lost here tonight. And follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. Um, yeah, we're not listening. It's a Friday night. They just got Juan Soto. We're in the final third of the season, and we're not going to bail on the show uh, here tonight. So l- let's start here um, as there's a lot to get to. Uh, as you make your way into the chat, let me know where you're watching from tonight. Would appreciate that. I'll pull up some of those. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, this was frustrating tonight. There's not a lot of good to talk about here, so I'd rather talk about where our viewers are here tonight. If you're here live, let us know where you're watching from. If you're here on replay, make sure to comment and let us know where you're watching from. Um, before we get started, also, if you want to become a member, that's greatly appreciated. There's the membership graphic in front of you. Click the join button down below next to subscribe. Custom emojis of myself and Jim. You can use Jim emojis even though he's not here. Uh, custom badges, and the badges change based on your length of membership and members-only posts as well. So we appreciate the members. Uh, we appreciate the supers. And again, if you want to become a member, click that join button next to subscribe down below. But to get us started, 
because there's a lot to get into. There really is. I know the final score is 8-1. I know this game was lopsided, but truthfully, it was determined in a couple of weird moments early that I want to get into. Manny Machado having the bat taken out of his hand by Hunter Wendelstadt, who did a horrific job umpiring here tonight. The plays by uh, Brandon Drury defensively in that first inning, which you know did not go well. I think this game is different if Manny Machado is in the field defensively and if you have a competent umpire here tonight. Not to say that the Dodgers wouldn't have won. I mean, Padres didn't do anything in this game, to be fair. But um, this game was taken out of um, really the Padres' hands early, I thought, specifically in that top of the first inning against Tony Gonsolin. So we'll get into all of it. Um, but let's start with some of these uh, just shout-outs here on this Friday evening. Thank you, Andrew, for hanging out. Um, we do appreciate that. Uh, yes, if you listen to John and Jim today, I'm now known as Date Boy. If you know, you know. Uh, yeah, we're here to cope. I mean, listen, it, the, you know, it's a long year. There's 53 games remaining. Padres are still in playoff positioning, although it's tightening. If you listen to me on the radio or on the wrap-up show, and I had Kevin Acey on here today on the radio, and he said, oh, no, the playoffs is a foregone conclusion. There's only seven teams that are alive. Well, seven, but there's only six playoff spots. So it's not a foregone conclusion because the Brewers, Cardinals, and Phillies all won tonight, and the Padres lead over a wild-card spot right now is a game and a half. That's it. Now, he's right. A majority of those teams gets in, but one team gets left home. And you just don't want to be that team. You just can't be that team after making these moves. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, Jake, and we'll get into this. You know, we'll get into this. I mean, maybe it's different. Maybe it's different. You never know. Like if, if Manny Machado walked there on the top of the first inning and that leads to a big hit, you never know. I mean, you take a two or three run lead in this game again. I didn't think Jerome and I had it, and he hasn't had it recently. So I, I'm kind of with you. I don't know if you're winning this game or not, but, um, you know, Dodgers certainly weren't losing this game with the umpiring that was going on here tonight and with the defensive miscues the Padres made early. You, you just have to be clean defensively against the Dodgers. Simple as that. You just have to be clean. If you're not, you're going to lose. And even if you are clean, they're going to beat teams 70% of the time. I mean, there's a reason they have the best record in baseball because. I mean, they're playing like the best team in baseball, 28 and 5 in their last 33. Matthew, thank you for hanging out in Carlsbad. Bill, thank you for hanging out. We got San Diego in the house, San Ysidro here as well. Um, we'll discuss, Brent. We will discuss El Centro Carter. Thanks for hanging out as always. We will discuss Jared. Thank you for your membership. Um, our buddy Ben Fadden. Yeah, I know I've been on my couch most of the night as well. I was so amped for this game. I was so amped, and I was so excited off that top of the first inning. I was like, man, this lineup sees a lot of pitches. Uh, Tony Gonsolin threw 30 pitches in that first inning. Padres should have cashed in, if not for poor umpiring. Um, and I thought this was going to be a really good game. And I was mistaken because and I just didn't bring it. And then offensively, the Padres weren't able to do anything after that first inning threat. Chula Vista is here. Kevin, late night in Virginia. Thank you for hanging out, Kevin, a loyal viewer. As is Michael Miller, who is a member and always hangs out basically every single day and night with us out in Utah. Michael, thank you. We appreciate it. Jake is in Solana Beach, not far from me here in Del Mar. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. Yeah, I'm with you, Gus. I mean, you weren't just, you know, I don't care if you're in L.A. or San Diego or Seattle tonight. I mean, if you're a Padres fan at a bar watching the Padres, this is. It was an embarrassing game. I don't know if embarrassing is the right word. It's just super disappointing. I mean, with all of these moves to come out flat um, is disappointing. There's no question about that. Normal Heights is with us here tonight. Um, let's see. Who else do we have here? 
Uh, Oceanside, Rich, what's going on? Good to see you yesterday at the uh, at the ballpark at Petco for uh, that final game of the Rockies series. Always great to hear from Rich and have him with us here in the chat. Uh, Sad Fryer, who listens on the radio and supports us on YouTube as well, is repping San Diego out in Los Angeles. I do like that. Um, yeah, there's nothing worse than blackouts. I agree with that. Yeah, we'll discuss this. We'll discuss. We will. Uh, Jeremiah, thank you. Yeah, you could use a VPN and you can watch games. AC Diamonds in Huntington Beach, thank you for hanging out. You know, it's it's a $200 million question. Um, you know, I like the chances of the Padres playing well down the stretch. <laughs> Certainly compared to last year, I still think the starting pitching will hold up a lot better than it did last year. I still think this lineup, when you get Tatis back, is a lot better than it was last year down the stretch as well. But, you know, there's nothing guaranteed in life and, and in sports the same way, so... Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Jesse, thank you for joining in Hawaii as always. Do appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Phoenix is in the house. Ryan, thank you for chilling tonight. Let's see. Who else is here? Where are you guys watching from? Let us know. Door dashing. Pedro is in Temecula. Pedro, what is going on? Larry Joe, thank you for hanging out in the Inland Empire here this evening. Um, <laughs> I guess, Rich, you're probably right. I mean, with the patch, with the long ceremony, game was delayed at the onset. Um, you know, it's probably fitting that the Dodgers win on uh, a Vince Scully tribute night um, in their first home game after his passing, after he did 67 years of games. It probably would have been tough to win on that night. And the Dodgers, to their credit, did more than the Padres here tonight. You know, and that's just that's just factual. All right, let's get to the first super of the night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Again, if you want to support this channel, you can click the super button. It's a dollar sign. It's in the comment or chat box down below. So pseudonym 284, thank you for your support. Thank you for the super. He says, burn the tape on this game, in my opinion. Errors, strikeouts on terrible calls. Shake it off and erase it this weekend. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, this is not football. You don't wait seven days, or if you have a bye week, 14 days, or a Monday night game, eight days. You don't wait. You don't wait in baseball. This is an important series. It's not hard to get up for games like this. They have Mike Clevenger on the mound tomorrow, who's really thrown it well. Uh, they do have a, re a revamp lineup that I think um, is going to be um, obviously extremely beneficial and only going to get better when Fernando Tatis Jr. returns. But bottom line is the Padres have not played well against the Dodgers, regardless of who, of who is on their team. Here in recent years, you know, in 2020, I thought they played better. It was a weird year. They were four and six in the regular season. They had chances to win more than four games. There were some very close games that year. Then they played in the postseason. We know how it went. Um, a sweep, although there was that Cody Bellinger playing center that turned the dynamic of game two. And then last year, Padres played the Dodgers really well for a half season and then rolled over in the second half. I want to say they were 0-9 in the second half. Was it either nine consecutive losses or ten consecutive losses last year to complete the regular season against the Dodgers? And they've been no better, really, this year. They're 2-6 and six against the Dodgers, and there's still 11 games remaining. So... You need to figure out the Dodgers. It's as simple as that. If you don't, you're in danger of missing the postseason. If you go 2-10 and 10 in these 12 games against the Dodgers, you have real work to do in the other, whatever, 42 games you play in the regular season. Like, is it realistic to go 2-10 and 10 against the Dodgers and then go, you know, 29-11 in those other 40 games or whatever the math would be, 29-13 and 13 in those other 14 games? I, I just don't know. But to your point here, pseudonym, to your point, forget about this game. Put in the rearview mirror. Padres had won five straight. They were playing well. They've still played well post-break. 
but now they've lost two consecutive games. The schedule in August is not intimidating other than this weekend at Dodger Stadium, and the Padres need to do everything now in their power to get at least one of these games because a sweep would really set you back, I would say. Because the sweep is like, what on earth do we need to do to close the gap between these two teams? Like, What do the Padres need to do? They've literally moved heaven and earth. Soto, Bell, Hader, Drury, Tatis soon. I mean, what do they need to do to get over the hump? Now, this is one regular season game. I mean, this is one regular season game. We should not ridiculously overreact to this one game, as pseudonym points out, although the trend lines are concerning uh, because of the way they've played against the Dodgers recently. Now, again, they haven't had this rotation with this lineup against the Dodgers this year until tonight. And when they did, they didn't play well. On either side, I mean, pitching, hitting, defense was not particularly great here tonight. So thank you, Pseudonym. Thank you, Brett, for hanging out on Catalina Island here tonight. Uh, What's going on, Idaho? Thank you, Michael, for tweeting Jim. He's going to get so worked up if you guys tweet him. Tweet him at Jim Russell SD. Be like, where are you, man? If the Padres won, would you be here? Soft, you know? Uh, And I agree, Rich. I'll take my chances with these pitchers the next couple of days and think that I can get one and maybe I can get two. Um. So let me get to the next super here as the chat is moving fast and furious here tonight. So Ruben, thank you for this super. I appreciate it. And again, if you want to make sure that we get your comments, just click that dollar sign down below. I'll get to all of the supers here tonight. I promise you that I'll get to all of the supers here on this Friday night. If you're just joining us, 8-1 Dodgers, please subscribe. We have year-round content for Padres fans. Uh, so that's all we ask. If you're a Padres fan, subscribe. Smash the like button for us here tonight as well. Uh, let's see, Bomel should have gotten tossed. Terrible umpire tonight. You know, as much as I don't disagree, Ruben, I mean, Hunter Wellstead is so bad. He's so bad that I just don't know what it would have accomplished, what it would have accomplished. It was way worse for the Padres than the Dodgers, although there were a couple of awful called third strikes against both teams. But Manny Machado was rung up twice on balls. Um, I mean, there were a zillion examples. I can't even run through them now. How many Padres struck out in this game? At least 13, but... Five or six of them were called third strikes that weren't even strikes. Um, and particularly, Ruben, to your point, I think you can circle two moments in this game that determined it. Top of the first inning, uh, top of the first inning, Tony Gonsolin throws 30 pitches, the most pitches he's thrown in a first inning this year. Might have been the most pitches he's thrown in any inning this year. Padres threatened. Uh, had a line drive single off the bat of Juan Soto. I think there was a walk in that inning. And there should have been another walk to Manny Machado on a pitch that was six to eight inches off the plate. He was rung up. I'm surprised Machado didn't get tossed because it was such a bad, such a bad called third strike. That would completely change the dynamic of the inning. Potentially, you're looking at bases loaded one out. Potentially, you're looking at getting a run or more in. Potentially, you're looking at Gonsolin throwing more than 30 pitches. And typically, big league organizations get a little um, concerned at 35 to 37 pitches in an inning. I mean, if you got Gonsolin up to 35, 37, 38 pitches, you could have gotten him from that game potentially because they're thinking more about the long term than the immediate because of their record. So it's not to say that they had him on the ropes, but I think in an alternate universe, he could have been on the ropes very early in this game because he could have been forced to throw a 40-pitch inning. He could have been you know, a, a hit away from potentially a damaging inning where the Padres could have scored a, you know, two or three runs. I mean, I think they were a base hit away if Machado walks from potentially scoring two or three runs or even more. I mean, we saw a grand slam two nights ago from Brandon Jury. So the umpiring was terrible. And it's hard enough to beat the Dodgers with good umpiring. It's even harder with bad umpiring. So the two moments I'm talking about is Machado being rung up. I thought it was massive. 
And then bottom of the inning, there were two plays that Brandon Drury um, were un- was unable to make. And for whatever reason, Drury was starting at third here tonight, not Machado. Uh, this isn't the perfect night not to have Machado on the field against the Dodgers because Machado is just as good of a defender as he, as he is an offensive player. And Drury, who can play multiple positions, and that's valuable, did not have his best night at third base. He just didn't. Um, a poor throw to first. He probably should have just eaten it and not made that throw. It's an impossible play unless you're Manny Machado. And then he had a ball get right through him in the first inning that led to a couple of runs. Now, not to say it's all on Drury. Uh, Manaya was not good in this game. I think even if Drury makes those plays, um, even if Machado walks in that first inning, there's no assurance that the Padres win this game, make no mistake. But there's no way this is an 8-1 game if you get clean play at third and if this game is umpired properly. That's all I'll say. So you can look at the score and say, oh, it was embarrassing, it was awful. And in the end, it, it really was. And I, there's no real reason to justify an 8-1 loss. And there are no moral victories. But I'm telling you, if you play this game again with different umpires, you're probably looking at a close game, would be my guess. But it just got away from them because of a couple of random moments. So thank you, Ruben. Uh, thank you, Alex. Alex, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for the super. Always appreciate having you in the chat. Um, let's see. Alex says, John, you said we need a batter too. You said we had a bullpen problem. Now, John, do we have a starting pitching problem? You know, 162 games, Alex, is a lot. Um, you know, Padres, knock on wood, have stayed relatively healthy in their rotation this year. Um, Joe Musgrove and Sean Manai have not pitched well over the last month. Manai has been worse. He's got a 7.14 ERA in his last six starts. I want to say, I think someone tweeted it. Musgrove in his last six has a 5.14. I think that's accurate. It's higher than that in his last four starts. You know, Clevenger, Darvish, Snell have been good. Um, recently for the Padres, they do have Nick Martinez. They could consider something with Sean Manai and maybe skipping a turn in the rotation if they felt that was necessary. Um, for whatever reason, you know, he wasn't throwing a lot of breaking pitches in this game for whatever reason. He did not have good fastball command. If you don't have fastball command against the Dodgers, you, you, good luck. I mean, you just have absolutely no shot with that lineup. If you don't have fastball command and he fell behind everyone early, he got hit too hard. Um, and I don't know what to say. I mean, Manaya had a, a nice eight or 10 start stretch early this year. It's not like he's not capable. Even his last starter two coming into this was not, you know, horrific. He had a, a start in there where he went six innings, allowed two runs. You know, he's been a, a bit of a workhorse for this team, but he has struggled here recently. I mean, I don't think it's 2021. I don't think it's Vince Velasquez and Jake Arietta. I don't. Um, am I concerned with Manaya? I am, especially against a team like the Dodgers. Could they move Nick Martinez into this rotation, even though he's been a good piece for them and a weapon out of their bullpen? I think they could because I think the bullpen is getting healthier. Sounds like Robert Suarez is coming back. Uh, Jose Castillo's pitched well in AAA. We may see him. Drew Pomerantz um, is on rehab right now as well, or about to start a rehab right now. So um, it's a question for the organization what to do in the short and long term here. At long term, I mean the next 50 games. With Sean Manaya, um, because it's a concern. And, you know, again, not every lineup is the Dodgers, but if you're going to start him against the Dodgers, your expectations are he pitches better than he did here tonight. And he really did not pitch well uh, tonight for San Diego. All right, we're just getting started here on the wrap up show. Appreciate you guys hanging out. I'm going to get back to the Supers in a moment. I'm going to get to your next Super Alex just momentarily. So bear with me if you want to make sure I get your comment. Click that dollar sign down below. It's a great way to support this channel. I do want to remind you guys about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. We can't put on this show night in and night out without Mark's support. So it's as simple as that, which means if you have insurance needs and you enjoy the content we put out and you want to support a 
local San Diego business, please give a call to Mark Nimitz or check out his website. There's a link down below. You can get a quote online. You get all of his contact information. You can browse all of his products. Auto Home Renters Life Earthquake. He'll take care of you. I have my homeowners and my earthquake through Mark. He can save you hundreds of dollars, $750 this year. He's saving my family hundreds of dollars. He can save you thousands of dollars if you ever have a claim like I did literally months after switching my insurance over to Mark. He took care of everything, saved me thousands of dollars. So I'm extremely grateful for that. Uh, he's got great service and communication. If you have an electric vehicle, he can save you money as well. So just get in contact with Mark for your insurance needs. Um, also, if you want to talk Padres baseball, Mark is there for that as well. I talk to Mark basically every day about the Padres in some form or fashion. So he'll talk Padres baseball with you. He'll help you save $750 or more on your insurance. If you support this channel and you want to support a local business, please consider Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. And let's get some goat emojis right now in the chat for our buddy, Mark. All right, thank you, Mark Nimitz, for your support of this channel and your title sponsorship. Let's get back to the comments here tonight. John Schaefer with you on the wrap-up show. Please subscribe as you make your way in. Disappointing night, certainly was. I saw some Padres fans at Dodger Stadium. Tough night to be at Dodger Stadium. As a Padres fan, as uh, the Dodgers score four in the first, never look back, four in the third. This game was over after the third inning. So Alex says, once we get Palm and Suarez and Johnson back, we need to put Martinez back in the rotation. So on cue, well said, Alex. Um, as I was referring to, I think that is a plausible scenario. Um, I don't know how likely it is. I don't know if they would go back to a six, stretch these guys out, give them the extra day, you know, give Musgrove the extra day. The reason I would argue giving guys the extra day is that this rotation by and large has three or four pieces that have pitched well this year. And I'd rather see more of those three or four pieces than less of those players. So I'd rather see Darvish, Clevenger and the way Snell's pitching right now every fifth day as opposed to every sixth day. I think Musgrove the same. I mean, you have to trust that Musgrove is going to refine the pitcher he was in the first half of the season. I think he's had a lot of variables at play here over the last month. A, he had pitched beautifully. He was due for a hiccup. B, the all-star game component where he pitched him. C, the contract negotiation. D, everything going on with his clubhouse over the last 72 hours with the acquisition of Juan Soto one of the biggest trade deadline acquisitions ever. So all of this is impactful. I think this team needs to still find its footing a little bit. It's going to get back to being normal and routine within the next couple of days. This is the team you have for the final two months of the year. Um, it's it's going to be less about introductions and, hey, look at the new Padres, and, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Juan Soto's in a Padres uniform. And that, all of that is special and incredible, and we can't wait for Juan Soto's first home run in a Padres uniform, and there's going to be all these great moments. But – from a team perspective, they need to um, only look forward and forget about everything that's transpired here over the last couple of days. Soto's here. Bell's here. Hater's here. Um, they got to move forward, and they need to play baseball uh, the way they're capable of playing with this 26-man roster, which is better than they've played the last couple of days. Um, so, again, thank you, Alex, for the super. Um, I did mention this earlier. To mention the fact that the Padres right now, you look at the wildcard standings, and again, there's a fortune of time remaining, but I mean, this thing is a dead heat where the Padres right now have a one and a half game lead over three teams, the Cardinals, the Phillies, and the Brewers, who have all played, well, actually the Cardinals and the Phillies have played really good baseball. The Brewers have not, but the Brewers did win here today. If all three of those teams continue to play well, well, then obviously the Padres will as well. And, you, and, you're, gonna, and you're thinking to yourself, 
Well, one of those teams is going to fall off, right, John? Well, not necessarily. I mean, the Phillies don't play the Dodgers the way the Padres play the Dodgers in the second half of the season. I don't know how many games they play against teams like the Mets in Atlanta. Maybe a lot. Um, the Cardinals and the Brewers have the benefit of playing teams like the Cubs and the Pirates in the NL Central. So if you just look at sheer schedule remaining, and I haven't done it with the Phillies, I'm presuming the Cardinals and the Brewers schedule is a lot easier than the Padres down the stretch. I don't think the Padres schedule in August is particularly hard, but I do think it is in September, and it's like deja vu all over again. That's what we said last year. Like last year, the Padres had a really tough September schedule, and they just folded like a cheap tent. Now, they didn't get the reinforcements, obviously, last year, and the deadline was a 180 from last year, but you want to build cushion in August. Can you take your one-and-a-half game wildcard lead and push it out to five games entering September? I think they can. They need to play good baseball in order to do that. And even at five games, I mean, that's not exactly hook, line, and sinker, I wouldn't think, and entering September when you play the Dodgers nine times. Like, Can you get this thing up to six games, six-and-a-half games, where it feels more comfortable? Because there's been all this talk, and I've been part of it, there's been all this conversation about catching Atlanta for that first wild card spot or the fourth seed because you get a home playoff series. My primary concern is getting in. We all want to have playoff games at Petco Park, but we'd prefer just playoff games in general to be um, at home come the first week of October. So they need to get into the field. That is the primary focus right now. And maybe even that is looking ahead. I think the primary focus is just play better baseball and put together good series and good weeks and see where you find yourself in the middle of August, at the end of August, in the middle of September, and then at the end of September. So um, we'll see. But again, it's it's a little too close for comfort for me. You know, I know there's six teams that are going to the playoffs. It's a lot better than five. It would be a lot hairier if it was only five teams going to the postseason in the NL, as opposed to six teams going. Um but it's it's tricky with a one-and-a-half game lead. Now, Rich, thank you for this. So let's see, 53 games left. Is that right, Rich? So only 21 of the Padres' remaining games are against teams that are over 500, 11 of those obviously against the Dodgers. Um, I guess that's encouraging. What's discouraging is just that the Dodgers are so good against the Padres, just so good in general, is that you got to find ways to beat those teams that are over 500 as well. Like you can't go 2-10 and 10 against the Dodgers and – a, feel good about your prospects in the postseason, and B, feel good about even getting in because that could be damaging to your second half if you go 2-10 and 10 over this 12-game season series here against Los Angeles. And it's not to say that that's going to happen. I mean, they lost one game today. They didn't lose 10. Um, just because they lost today doesn't mean they lose tomorrow. Um, so baseball's not like that. It's not as simple as that. It's just the concerning part is like, you know, if you're a Manny Machado or – a player that's been on this team for the last couple of years, you're saying to yourself, you know, when you put your head on the pillow, what do we need to do to beat this team? Because right now it feels like the two teams are kind of light years apart, which is crazy with what the Padres have done over the last, you know, 12 and 24 months and even last 72 hours with acquiring Juan Soto. Um, let me see here real quick. So I'm just looking back at the chat while I have a moment. Again, John Schaefer with you. Thanks for hanging out. Wrap-up show. On a Friday evening, appreciate the Supers. Great way to support this channel. Just click that dollar sign down below. We'll get to all of the Supers here tonight. Please subscribe as well. We have year-round Padres content for you. Consider becoming a member by clicking that join button next to the dollar sign down below. So I mentioned the 7.14 ERA of Shaw Manaya. 
in his last six starts. It's concerning. I mentioned the umpiring was awful. Um, you know, baseball does turn. And you look at the final score and say, oh, my gosh, it was so lopsided. And, and again, not to make excuses because the Padres didn't play particularly well, obviously, in this game. But I do believe the game turned in the first on the Machado sequence. I do believe that. And I do believe Brendan Drury playing in the field tonight in game one of the series against the Dodgers was a mistake. Whomever made that determination, if it's the field staff led by Bob Melvin, if it's the front office, um, whoever made that determination, I mean, maybe Manny Machado was nursing something. Of, of course, he's dealt with his ankle. So that makes sense. And again, they need to play Drury for his offense. I understand that. He needs to be in there. I mean, the first swing he ever had was a grand slam here. The next day, he should have hit a two-run home run. That was yesterday. So he's he needs to be in the lineup. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Brendan Drury shouldn't be playing. Um, but playing third base against the best team in baseball, where every out is critically important, um, maybe not. I mean, maybe you got a DH, Brandon Drury, and get Manny Machado in the field because Machado in the field is a difference maker and a run saver. And Brandon Drury, based on one game in the field at third, to me does not look like a particularly fine third baseman. I think he's an okay defensive player in general. I think his best ability is his versatility. But, I mean, that was costly. Like, any way you look at it, and again, I don't think Manai was going to be great. I'm sure Manai at some point in this game was going to give up three, four runs, even with perfect defense. And maybe even if you get to Gonsolin in the first inning, or maybe even if Machado walks in that sequence, you might not score. Maybe the next guy grounds into a double play with the bases loaded and one out. Maybe Gonsolin never throws more than 30 pitches in that inning, or maybe they chase him in the first inning. Maybe someone comes through with a big hit. Maybe Manny Machado makes plays in the bottom of the first inning. And maybe the game looks a lot different. And that's baseball. And unfortunately, it did not work out well for the Padres here tonight. But I mean, Manny Machado will be in the field tomorrow. I promise you that. And Manny Machado will be in the field at third on Sunday as well. Um, and they're going to have to find a way. I mean, it's as simple as finding a way here to beat Los Angeles. And I do think it's going to be more advantageous seeing Clevenger and Darvish the next couple of days. And it is funny how you can do all this work with your lineup. You can have Machado. And you can have Soto, and you can get Tatis healthy. But when you run into elite, elite starting pitching, um, that's preferable because elite starting pitching can shut down good lineups. And we've seen that throughout the course of baseball history. And lineups as good as San Diego's have been shut down by good pitching. So because of that, you're going to need your pitching to live up to their side of the bargain as well. And Manaya just has not done it here recently. And I don't know what they're going to elect to do. I don't, I don't know what the options are. I don't think it's velocity related. I don't think he's hurt. I just think he's not effective right now for whatever reason. So maybe that does mean he's got to skip a turn or maybe he's got to go into the bullpen. And maybe Nick Martinez needs to move into this rotation or maybe they need to go back to a six-man rotation. Um, and I understand it, Jeremiah. I, I do. I mean, you've got a player who has essentially played on one leg for now a month and a half. The injury he suffered in Colorado was a significant injury. I'm sure it was a, you know, whatever it was. I mean, high ankle sprain or a grade whatever ankle sprain. It was not some simple, simplistic ankle sprain that was going to cost someone, you know, seven days of time. It was a serious injury. He should have gone on the IL. He never did. He didn't get off his feet at the All-Star break because he was there for the All-Star game festivities and played in that game. They rely on, rely on him so heavily because their offense has been so bad prior to acquiring Drury, Soto, and Bell, that it is understandable to give Manny some time off occasionally and still keep him in the lineup. 
With that being said, yesterday they played in the afternoon against the Rockies. And he was the third yesterday, right? If you're going to give him the day off, his feet, do it against the Rockies in game five of the series, not against the Dodgers in game one. Also, if he's playing in game five of the series against the Rockies, and that's an afternoon game on a Thursday, and the next game is a Friday night game, he should be able to be on his feet. If it's a Friday night game into a Saturday one o'clock game, that's more understandable. So I just think they they got that order wrong. <laughs> you know, like this is the game. Manny Machado needs to be in the field because you know that anytime the Dodgers get extra outs, they are capable of taking advantage. And it's exactly what happened in this game here today in that first inning. So maybe it's lesson learned for the Padres. Um, or maybe Manny literally needs to be off his feet at this stage in his career dealing with this injury that he's been fighting off for the last five or six weeks. Um, so I don't particularly know, but I do think that if they had it to do over again, Manny Machado would have been playing at third base. Uh, Kevin, if you have a comment, please uh, get that comment in. But thank you for your support of this channel. Greatly appreciate your super chat here tonight. Thank you guys for the supers. Really do appreciate it. You can just click that dollar sign down below. If you want to make sure that uh, we get your supers here tonight, that is a great way to support this um, channel. All right, let's get back to uh, what we were discussing here tonight. There's Again, it as bad as tonight was, there is some good news. And you're thinking to yourself, well, what is the good news? Uh, the good news is this. Fernando Tatis Jr. is starting a rehab tomorrow in AA San Antonio for the missions. The expectation, according to Bob Melvin, is to play multiple positions, which would be center field, shortstop, and then hit as a DH as well. So because it's multiple positions, I'm assuming this rehab will be a series of games, you know, a minimum, a couple to three, maximum, I don't know, a week. Could it really be more than a week for Fernando Tatis Jr.? I'd be surprised if he was not back by that national series in D.C., which is next Friday night against the Nats in D.C. Uh, maybe there's a possibility he returns for that San Francisco series that kicks off Monday. I don't know if he'd be back Monday, but maybe later in the series, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then they're off on Thursday. But that is a bit of good news. Um, and then in addition to that good news, you also have, let me go back to my notes, Robert Suarez, who's hopefully returning at some point this weekend. I do think that's a big addition for the Padres bullpen. Uh, Andrew, thank you for your membership. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for becoming a member. Greatly appreciate it. That means you got the custom emojis now. You can see those down below in the chat. When you click on the emojis, you can use those LFGSD, all the custom emojis. Uh, thank you for becoming a member of the wrap-up show. If you guys want to become a member as well, click down below, join. It is next to subscribe. Jeremiah, I did. I did. I got to the Mark Nimitz read. Again, if you need an insurance agent, please get uh, in contact with Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. There is a link down below. Thank you guys for the membership. Greatly appreciate it. Sad Fryer becoming a member. Um, yeah, you got the uh, John emojis. Uh, you got the Jim emojis. You got the, what do we have? The like F emoji. Um, we've got the LFGSD. There's 10 or 12, I think, in there. The more members we get, the more emojis you receive as well. So that's another reason uh, to become a member of this channel. So thank you, Sad Fryer. Thank you guys for becoming members here tonight. Um, and yeah, thank you, Andrew, for saying that. Appreciate that. The more the merrier. We really do appreciate that. Thank you guys for hanging out. So yeah, you got the uh, the good news on Tatis and hopefully on Suarez. Um, you know, the most disappointing part for me tonight is just that there was so much hype, just so much hype 
heading into this thing. Um, you know, the crowd was in its seats when the game started, which is a rarity at Dodger Stadium, but you had the Vince Scully tribute. You had that top of the first inning where you're thinking to yourself, like, this is a playoff game. Like, the Padres are treating this like a playoff game. They've got this deep lineup. Um, they will score runs in this game. They will chase Tony Gonsolin from this game, and, and it never materialized. It just didn't. Um, the Padres scoring a run literally in the ninth inning with two outs and a sack fly for their only run, trailing 8 nothing when they did it. Um, they had just four hits in this game. I mean, a lineup with Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury. This speaks to my point. I mean, Jerkson Profar, Jake Cronenworth, four hits. And here were the hits. Soto, line drive single up the box that nearly killed Gonsolin. Machado had the lone extra base hit, a double. Bell had a base hit in the ninth inning. And Hassan Kim had a hit. Outside of that, Grisham 0 for 3. Alfaro 0 for 3. Uh, let's see, Profar 0 for 4 in this game. Cronenworth 0 for 4 in this game. So this was not, you know, an offensive thing of beauty. It really wasn't. This was not a good offensive performance tonight by the Padres. All right, we'll get back to the chat in a moment. I do want to remind you about our brand new partner here on the Wrap-Up Show. We've been working with them for probably the last five or six weeks. Great supporter of this channel. We're so thankful to have our newest partner with us, Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. He's here to help all Padres fans with their mortgage needs. Um, you can scan the QR code on the screen right now. That's a good way to get to his website, or you can text him at any point, 24 hours a day. He's available to you, 619-387-7798. You can text him right now, 619-387-7798. He's your San Diego native mortgage broker, like I always say. He went to San Diego State. He grew up in San Diego, and he's a huge Padres fan that still resides in San Diego. So if you're looking to buy your dream home, Omar can help. If you want to refinance to consolidate debt, he can help as well. And if you're in the process of buying or refinancing and just want a second opinion, to make sure you're getting the best deal, get in contact with Omar, text him, call him. You'll get that free consultation. If you're looking for referral partners and you want to expand your book of business, just reach out to Omar. We're talking about realtors and immigration attorneys and CPAs, insurance agents, divorce attorneys. Omar wants to help grow your business as well. Scan that QR code on the screen to get to his site. Text him right now, 619-387-7798. And thank you again, Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance for your support of this channel. Right back to the chat. Again, John Schaefer with you, Jim Russell in a bar somewhere, at a bar with Date Girl on this uh, Friday night. Would he be uh, in the channel, in the chat tonight if the Padres one eight one Probably, but you know Jim, he's a front runner. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> ben was here earlier. I'm sorry, it's hard for me to keep up with the chat, trying to you know, have this conversation with you guys and keep up with everything that's rolling into the chat. Um, and it's fun to have Ben with us occasionally on this channel as well. So hopefully we'll do that the next time that either um, Jim is out or I am out as well. Yeah, not good. I mean, not good, Jeremiah. Not good. Not good at all. And yeah, you're probably right, Rich. If, if Jim was here, he probably would. Um he probably would be drunk here tonight. No question about that. Um, all right, back to this game here for a moment. Again, uh, Padres, you know, the 13 strikeouts concerning, although I thought the umpiring had a lot to do with that. Uh, they were 0 for 6, I want to say, with runners in scoring position. That was through eight innings. 0 for 8. 0 for 8 with men in scoring position in this game, which means the Padres for the season now are 5 for 45 against the Dodgers with men in scoring position. Good way to lose a lot of games, not come up with clutch inning. So that's a factor, too. I mean, you can 
increase and enhance your lineup. You need to come through in clutch spots. They're five for 45 with men in scoring position against the Dodgers. Like, say that out loud. That's um, a 111 batting average, I think, right? Because five for 50 would be 100. Five for 45 is one for nine. So one for nine is a 111 batting average. They are 111, hitting 111. Um, not great. And they need to find some clutch hitting because even if you have you Darvish and Mike Levenger on the mound, I mean, you're going to need to score runs. You know, it's as simple as that. You can't, and you can't just score one or two. I mean, you, you know, the Dodgers lineup is good enough that even against good pitching, they're going to score. You need to find ways to scratch across three, four runs um, to be in a game against a team as good as, as the Los Angeles Dodgers are playing this year. Um, they just have to find a way to do that. Thank you, Leon. Yeah, you know me, man. Come on. You know me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, so Jim is out there paying attention somewhere. Yes, please, Pedro. Call him bandwagon. Yeah, I have noticed. I mean, listen, Dodger fans are hyper aware of what the Padres have done. There is no question about that. Um, you know, despite it all, the Padres need to find a way to beat the Dodgers. You know, um, Dodgers fans say, well, they're not worried that the Padres got Juan Soto. And to some extent, they might be telling the truth when they say that because they know that you look at the last 12 years, the Dodgers have won the season series from the Padres. The last time the Padres won a season series from LA was 2010. So for this to be a budding rivalry, and I do think it's been good baseball theater at times over the last couple of years, Padres-Dodgers, it really has been. But the Padres are going to need to win more. It's as simple as that for this to continue to develop. Now they'll have opportunities. Soto's not going anywhere now for the next couple of years at a minimum. Um, and there's reasons to believe that the Padres can put themselves on better footing than they've been on with the Dodgers. But this whole changing of the guard Crap. I mean, we, it's way too early to say anything like that. Probably can't be determined until, you know, September and then the postseason. But the Padres need to prove it on field. They've won off seasons. Uh, they've won trade deadlines like they did two days ago or three days ago. And now they need to win games on field. And they've been good this year. Um, have they been great this year? Well, without Tatis, I mean, maybe they've overperformed to this point. But, the, you know, they're nowhere near when you look at the overall record when they're 13 and a half games back of the Dodgers at this point, and that's all been done in like six weeks, five or six weeks. I mean, they've got ground to make up and nobody's asked them to win the division at this point. I mean, that's done. I mean, I don't even know if the, the Dodgers lose another 14 games the rest of the year. I mean, just saying that is stupid because that means they'd win like 110 or 115 games, but you're 13 and a half games out against a team that's lost 33 games all year. What does that equate to? 33 losses in mid-August. What are they losing? Seven games a month you know, eight games a month. I mean, that's how good they've been this year. So you can't make it all up in one day. You need to find a way to just play better against them, put some fear into, you know, uh, that side of the equation, you know, win five or six of these 12 games and say, you know what, when we get in and if we match up with them, we feel like we got a shot because we played better in the second half of the year than we did in the first. So we'll see if that happens or not, but um, yeah, I mean, I heard the Soto boos. I thought they were loud. I heard the Machado boos. I thought they were even louder. Um, I think it's great for the game of baseball, the fact that the Padres have done this. I think that ultimately the Dodgers will be threatened by the Padres, whether it's this year or next or the year after. Um, but it's just got to be done on field, and hopefully that's coming sooner rather than later. And by the way, what they lost tonight was not the series. They lost a game. What they lost tonight was not 
the season, they lost a game. I mean, they, they could win this series or they could be swept in this series. Um, so everything's still in front of them for the next couple of days, but they got to bounce back from this because this was just, um, this was just disappointing. It really was. Andrew, uh, thank you again for the membership here tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for becoming members and supporting the channel with supers, uh, for supporting our partners as well. Um, Mark Nimitz and Omar Sanchez and Aura. We'll tell you more about Aura coming up. Um, I, you know, I don't know about Pomerantz. It sounds like this injury, which has been, um, he's a year removed from the timeline varies from player to player. You know, some can bounce back a little sooner. Others, it could take even more time than it's taken for Drew Pomerantz. I don't know what their plan is. I mean, it's August 5th. Um, you know, what? what's a best case scenario? A couple of weeks and it's late August. What's a worst case scenario? I mean, the worst case, he doesn't help this team at all. But, you know, with this timeline, worst case, maybe at some point in September, you get him back, which still could be valuable, especially if you can get into the postseason in October. I just don't know how you trust Drew Pomerantz, having not seen him for a year. He'll never be a back-to-back day guy. You know, you're not going to see him in back-to-back games. You know, Robert Suarez was pitching very well for this team before they lost him, whenever that was, now weeks and weeks ago. So I think that'll be a positive when they get him back, and it should be sooner rather than later. I think it could be this weekend on Robert Suarez. It won't be this weekend on Drew Pomerantz. I don't think it'll be in the next week or even two with Drew Pomerantz. But even Suarez is helpful. Hater obviously, is helpful. Um, is there anything else coming? Yeah, probably. You know, Jose Castillo could help. There's probably another name or two. Uh, Pierce Johnson could absolutely help. So I think the bullpen is going to be fine. I think the back end of the bullpen is really good. Um, and we'll see if they get Pomerantz and Suarez for the stretch run. They, they will have Suarez. Um, they will have Suarez. We just can't guarantee that they'll have um, Pomerantz. Uh, Faye, thank you for uh, hanging out. She says, uh, can you please do what Jim did last night about the comments? Are we getting a lot of spam in here right now or not? And if we are, I apologize. Yeah, I see the Dodger fans in here. It's hard for me to really do anything about Dodger fans. If you're a Dodger fan and you're hanging out with Padres fans right now trolling, shouldn't you be like consuming Dodger content? Like this is what you do with your night. You're 13 and a half games up. We get it. The Dodgers have been better than the Padres this year. Oh, you want a medal? I mean, you want an award for that? Like, come on. It's great. You know, what did, what did you win tonight? A regular season game against the Padres? I mean, you, you won a World Series? No, you haven't won a World Series since 1988. A real one. Thanks, Fe. Uh, Pedro, thank you for uh, your super and this membership. He says, uh, what did you think of the kid Vargas on the Dodgers? That's their best prospect, supposedly played third and first. I, you know, I don't know enough based on this to make a real good, uh, you know, assessment. What was he tonight? 0 for 4, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll see it play out. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Pedro, I wasn't paying close attention, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, what I did see is Mookie Betts do damage immediately. What I did see is what I hate seeing, you know, Trey Turner paying dividends. What I did see is Will Smith, once again, having a good game against the Padres with three hits. Of course, Chris Taylor back from the IL. You know, they're getting healthier. Though they did lose Clinton Kershaw to the IL with some back issues the other day. So, um you know, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Vargas. What I do know is that the Dodgers, um, if they can stay healthy, are going to be a tough out. Um, but it's still only August, and we don't know what's going to happen if these two teams meet up in in October. But the Padres, again, need to do some damage here against the Dodgers between now and October. Um, all right, what else is going on here? I'm trying to catch up with the uh, 
with the chat. Let's see here. <laughs> There's some back and forth going on, right? Uh, what else? I mean, th this thing got so bad, guys. And if you were watching late, um, I don't know what you were doing, but I was. But it got so bad that you had Matt Batten pitching to Tyler Anderson. So Matt Batten, a position player, was pitching to a pitcher, Tyler Anderson. That's how bad this thing got. I mean, th this was ugly. Um, Padres did avoid getting shut out for a fifth time. But it was just, I mean, there was just, there was no drama in this game after the third inning. You don't come back from an eight-run deficit against anyone, let alone Tony Gonsolin with his 2.4 ERA in the LA Dodgers. So the game was over after the third inning. You could argue it was over after the first inning. How many times have the Dodgers blown a four-run lead this year? Maybe one time. You know, I'd be surprised if it was more than one time this year. So, um, you know, they need better starting pitching than they got today. They need better starting pitching than they got today. And hopefully they get it from Mike Clevenger, who has really thrown it well. I mean, you know, it becomes a priority, I would think organizationally to find a way to extend Mike Clevenger. Now they have put themselves in a position where financially they don't have the same flexibility that they had maybe two years ago. Um, you know, even heading into this year, it didn't feel like they had a lot of flexibility when they acquired players. It was, um, you know, precision moves like Sean I, who wasn't earning a fortune or a Luke Voigt, a DH who wasn't making a ton of money. So now that you're taking on additional salary in Soto, and that number is only going to go up, right? He's making $17 million this year. He's going to be close to 30, I would guess, next year, you know, maybe 25, and that'll be 35 probably in 2024. So can you keep Clevenger, who's up for a payday, and he's like 31 or 32 years of age, and he's coming off his second Tommy John? And if you're Mike Clevenger, you have to get paid now. Like, you're taking the best offer. I know we love San Diego. I know it's a second home for him. But if you get offered a one-year deal in San Diego or a three-year deal in Cleveland, I'm making it up. Um, and what's he going to command? I mean, 16, 18 a year? And how can you go? I don't even know if they can get to that number. And how can you go higher than that number? I mean, if he's looking for like three years for 60, I don't know if the Padres are going to be in a position to match that. Um, or to get to that, um, because I think someone probably, based on the way he's pitched in the second half of this year, will give him that second year, might give him a third year. I don't know if he's going to get 20 a year. Maybe that's high based on his injury track record. But, you know, he could absolutely get 15, 17 a year. And are the Padres in position to do that? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Are they going to have enough payroll flexibility with all these big names? I don't know. Um, and I'm not overly concerned, to be honest with you. I'm not overly concerned right now. I want to see this team and how it plays out. I know that Soto will be here in 2023. I know that Soto is going to be here in 2024. So I'm not, at this point, losing sleep over it. But you, when you hear people say, like Dennis Lynn and others, that this may be the Padres' best chance to win a World Series, what they're referring to is the depth of their starting pitching. Because Nick Martinez, free agent at the end of this year, I know he's in the bullpen, he can option out. He's got a series of four one-year deals. Uh, Mike Clevenger, free agent. Sean and I, again, hasn't pitched well, but is a free agent. So your, your rotation next year is um, Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, which I think is a good starting point, but you need more than that. Maybe Adrian Morahone moves to your rotation in 2023. I don't think you can really count on Ryan Weathers in your rotation in 2023, although that would be a nice positive if it happens. Um the system isn't exactly rich with starting pitching talent. Reese Kinnear, I mean, is he starting 30 games for you next year for a team that's a World Series caliber team? Probably not. 
Um, okay, let me see who I need to block. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out. Bye-bye. He's been blocked. Yeah, this type of stuff's not happening. Thanks, JF, for hanging out. I mean, everyone that is a Padres fan, get ready to enjoy Juan Soto. I mean, you, you, you're you going to want every second of Juan Soto. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have a player like this here right now. And you, we've already seen it in the first three games. I mean, he's hit some missiles. Uh, he's walked. He's going to help this offense immensely. You go from the worst OPS out of right field in baseball to arguably the best OPS out of right field in baseball. That's a huge Huge addition. Josh Bell at first. Below average first base production to above average first base production. Drury, DH, below average DH production or the, the uh, combination of this DH. The Machados, the Drury's, the Tatises, whoever they're throwing in there. Will Myers, he's had a bad year, obviously. Um, they've upgraded this offense. The pitching has been good. You have to just trust in the fact that that should be enough to not just get this team in, but to put them in a position where they could make noise if they get in. Um, but, you know, I mean, if I, who knows? I, I can't worry about Otani right now. I mean, is it even possible? They just straight away all this capital. Is it possible to get Otani in the offseason or an extra at the deadline or as a free? I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's hard to even fathom at this point, just a couple of days after the, uh, after the uh, trade deadline. And uh, Axel saying JF is actually a Dodger fan. So maybe I'm ans answering a question from a Dodger fan. Um, all right. I want to tell you guys about our partner, uh, Aura. Ora.organic. Great sponsor here of the wrap-up show. If you are looking to get healthier this year, please consider Aura. There is a link down below. Ora.organic. They've got plant-based nutritional products. All of their products are plant-based. I'm talking about the probiotic, which I take every single day for digestion and heart health and mental clarity. They have proteins that you can take after workouts, which are delicious. They have pre-workout supplements as well. They have omega-3 oils. They've got uh, sleep supplements and immunity pills and so much more. And here's the thing. First order, click build your routine. You're getting 30% off. 30% off your first order. Their co-founder, Will's of San Diego, and they have offices in Liberty Station. Will is a huge Padre fan. We were texting back and forth tonight, in fact. Just met with him a couple of weeks ago over in Liberty Station. Great company. Great products. Everyone could get healthier. 30% off means you're saving money. ORA.organic. If you support this channel, please support our partners, including Aura. Get to the website right now. Link down below or at ORA.organic. Um, all right, guys. Let's see. Just getting back to the chat here for a moment. Trying to catch up on what I have missed. It's so hard to do two things at once. Like trying to follow this chat and provide content for you guys that are hanging out with us on this uh, Friday evening. Um, so we said Clevenger and Darvish, which, um, you know, gives you a chance to win hopefully a couple of games. And even one, you're fine. You know, if you get one at Dodger Stadium, again, Phillies and Cardinals and Brewers, you're worried about. But you get one at Dodger Stadium and, you know, the sky isn't falling. The world isn't over. You get two, you feel amazing, obviously. And if you get swept, I mean, it would be problematic. I mean, what are we going to be saying Monday if the Padres get swept? Here we go again. Can't get over the hump. Same old Padre. You know, I mean, it's all these ridiculous overreactions to three, four, five games. But um, it's important for those reasons. It's important because you, at some point you got to beat the Dodgers. It's important because you have to get into the postseason. 
and just for the psyche, you know. And this starting pitching is so good that you'd like to think you can avoid those three and four and five game losing streaks because someone is going to act as a stopper. And in the first half of the year, it's Joe Musgrove. Right now, it's more like Mike Clevenger and you Darvish and even Blake Snell, where the Padres have picked up some wins when Blake Snell has been pitching. So uh, they need a stopper. They could surely use one tomorrow in Mike Clevenger at Dodgers Stadium. What time is that game tomorrow? Can someone put that in the uh, in the chat? I want to say it's a, it's a six ten start and then a four oh eight start for Sunday Night Baseball. I think Sunday Night Baseball is going to be pretty cool. It's probably what the third or fourth time that the Padres have been on Sunday Night Baseball um, this year. So they're getting the they're getting the attention. Tanner's at six forty. Thank you. Um, you know they're, they're getting there's attention obviously on this organization. You know, Rich is saying six ten, <laughs> and yeah, Jeremiah, I, I see it unfortunately. I do see it. I see it. Unfortunately, they have found us here. They have found us. Um, so you get the 6 o'clock start tomorrow night. Um, and then the 408 Sunday night. And, you know, Padres, I, I want to say they don't really play well on national TV. We've talked about that. Uh, maybe they can buck the trend here this weekend. But this was going to be a tough game to win. Gonsolin was a heavy favorite tonight. Dodgers were something like minus 160. You had the Vince Scully situation going on as well with the tribute you had the fifty thousand plus there in advance because of the tribute um so you weren't sneaking up i don't think on the dodgers when you trade for juan soto and all these parts and then they're coming home and they've had this extremely emotional night with vince scully so you weren't sneaking up on anyone um maybe they have a little bit of a letdown after everything that transpired tonight at dodger stadium related to scully and um we'll see if the padres can get things back going over the course of this weekend they have been playing good baseball i mean just two days ago, you know, they were playing maybe the best baseball of the year with the five consecutive wins, four of those against the Rockies going into yesterday. You know, if if Drury homers, uh, whenever that was, first or second or third inning, that remarkable catch out and left. I mean, if Drury, Drury homers in that game, who knows if the Padres win or not. Um, so the Padres are playing fine. Tonight wasn't good, but there was a reason it wasn't good. Drury in the field, umpiring was awful. Manai wasn't great. So hopefully those things improve tomorrow. Umpiring fielding, starting pitching. You get those three, the Padres uh, Padres hopefully find a way to win on Saturday. Um, All right, before we get out of here tonight, and if anyone has uh, anything else you want me to get to, please let me know. If you want to get in the last-minute super, too, we can get to those as well. A great way to support this channel is with merchandise. You can click down below. You see the merch, actually. If you're watching on mobile, it's down below. Desktop, laptop, you can see it down below. Right there on YouTube, we have wrap-up show gear, hats, T-shirts for men and women, all types of items. I saw Rich McGuire yesterday at the Padres game wearing this cap I'm wearing right now, this wrap-up show cap. We appreciate your support of this channel with uh, the merchandise and with the memberships. Had a couple of people become members earlier today with the Supers as well. Uh, Really do appreciate it. Thank you guys for hanging out with us basically each and every day. Um, And this second half of the season is going to be – if nothing else, extremely entertaining and extremely topical and extremely important, right? It's going to be all of those things. It's going to be all of those things. What am I missing here? <laughs> I'm going to block a couple of people in here, guys. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think our next show is going to be Sunday. I know we'll be back by Sunday. I don't think we're going to be doing it um, tomorrow night. But, yeah, thank you, Jeremiah. Appreciate that. Appreciate your support. Appreciate the memberships. 
Uh, Jim should be back on Sunday as well. Hopefully he doesn't bail at the last moment like he did here today. Um, we'll see if the Padres you know, play well tomorrow. Maybe we can do a show tomorrow night, um, depending on circumstances. But we'll definitely be back with you on Sunday, wrapping up this weekend series against the Dodgers. And then looking ahead to the Giants. Giants will be at Petco Park next week, and then the Padres will be on the road. Um, the Nationals, the return of Juan Soto. I think that'll be an emotional for Soto, clearly. Um, and they got seven games against the Nationals coming up over the course of the next couple of weeks. So uh, we'll see. Again, after the series, I think there's a chance for this team to get right, and maybe they can do it before the end of the series. They can win a game or two over the next couple of days as well. All right, Rich says, oh, yeah, it'd be great, by the way. Fan since uh, my first pods game in 96. Hope we can feel the World Series energy like 98. Well, there was some energy Wednesday night for Soto's debut. Um, probably will, Rich. Probably. Unless it's some epic Padres win. Then we'll catch up with you. If it's an epic uh, Padres win, then we'll be with you tomorrow. Um, thank you, Michael, for hanging out. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here tonight. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Again, please subscribe if you're a Padres fan. You're on Padres content. We do it for you. That's all we ask. Just subscribe if you're a Padres fan. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter. At John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you have the opportunity, become a member. Click the join button down below or pick up some merch like this cap. Support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He can help save you $750 on your insurance, auto, home, renter's life, earthquake insurance. Our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz, is your guy. Aura, ORA.organic. You can get 30% off your very first order at ORA.organic. And then, of course, Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. If you want to get in contact with Omar because you have mortgage needs, or you want to uh, refinance, 619-387-7798. That's 619-387-7798. All right, guys, appreciate it. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll do it again later this weekend. Yes, keep the faith, no doubt. One game, not 10 games, not 100 games. Doesn't feel good in the moment, but it'll feel a lot better tomorrow if they win. That's the beauty of baseball. You don't have to sit around. You don't have to sit around for three weeks or two weeks or even a week. Um, we'll see if they can bounce back tomorrow. Tomorrow awaits for this team. And then... Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. We'll be back with you later on this weekend. Have a good evening. Again, Dodgers win game 1-8-1. This has been the wrap-up show. Take care now. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc